Hello, this is Jeff Al Gilberts, and I want to welcome you to my Facebook Live call. And it's with a question. How do you know which company you should go with? Which company you should put your future in? And for those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing now for 40 years. I share a lot of what I've learned in my journey on these live calls. I started in this business totally broke, bust, <clears throat> and I had to sell a junk truck to get started. Sold it for $400, put $200 into my products. Today I have a global business of 700,000 distributors in 57 countries. So again, I'm gonna be sharing tonight about you know, what, you should, what you should look for in a company. So, hey Janet, nice to see you. What's going on, Farah? Come out of the woods, you hiding. What's up? So, how's everybody tonight? Hope you're doing well. And let's give some acknowledgement outs. Danette, how are you in Michigan? I don't know what you got there in snow. It's probably pretty, pretty, pretty cold up there. Maria from New Jersey. Probably pretty chilly up there too. Nice to see you on the call. Who else we got? Monica from the Philippines. Hey, nice to see you, Monica. Hey, Lisa. Not, yeah, glad you caught me too. And uh, hey, Koss, wh what's going on? Kosa, good to see you, Taiwan. Louise, what's up? Hey, yeah, that's right. How do you like my shirt? That's a souvenir from the game, though it wasn't much of a game, but it's still a souvenir, right? Hey, Jennifer, <laughs> how you doing? Good to see you. Lynchy Ann, what's up? Uh, Jennifer, yeah, yeah, that's it. See, look at that, Jennifer. Okay, I don't know if people can handle this tonight. I didn't have time to change shirts, okay? This was the shirt I chose to wear today. It was a little chilly, and I wanted a long sleeve shirt, you know? It was a little chilly. So, uh, what can I say? I grabbed the first one I saw, but yeah, this is my souvenir when we went to the Super Bowl. And, uh, Anyway, it is what it is. Hey, Brian. Hey, Joseph. Nice to see you. Brian in Chicago. Michael, what's going on? Rosanna in New Hampshire. Charles in Georgia. What's going on there? You know, I'm more of a football person than I am a basketball person. So, you know, when I, you know, look at ESPN right now and I don't know, I just get, I yawn when I look at basketball, but my father was very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Good to, uh, hey Maria, good to see you. Joe from Alaska. Man, I'll tell you what, now how cold is it in Alaska? Could you imagine that? Man, she's even got internet. Can you believe that? Jennifer, hey Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl champions, that's right, Jennifer. Ina, nice to see you in California. Hey, uh, good to see you. And uh, okay, so here's the thing. Um, some people wonder, um, you know, what should I, you know, you know, what kind of company is a fit for me? In other words, you know, what kind of company, you know, is, is going to be the right company for you? Um, and even if you're in a company right now and you feel like, I mean, that, that, that you, you are where you're supposed to be, how do you sell that? See, when, when you want to convince people to join with you and your company, how would you sell that what you have is the place where they need to be? Because that's part of how you get people to join you. They, 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 they need to buy into your belief. And if, you're, and, if you, and if you don't have that, if you don't have those 
reasons already fixed in your mind, you know, most likely they're not going to join. But let's talk about, let's just get into it real quick. And here's, and when people, and I get this question from time to time from people, you know, hey, uh, I'm thinking about joining this company. I'm not really sure uh, if it's a fit, but uh, I wanted to run it by you and see what you knew or what you, what you think. And, and so um, here's my answer always to that. I go by the rule of four. The rule of four. And that, that is, I look in four, four different areas, and, and this is the criteria, these four, these four things that I look for. And if all four are in place, then you have a long-term uh, opportunity. If one of them is not in place, you don't. So I sort of look at it like a car, right? You got, so you got a car here, and, and let's just say that you're just driving this car, right? So you got four wheels, man, and you're just flying, right? You're just, you're, you're behind the, the wheel there, driving it, man, you're excited, you're pumped. And uh, here are, let's talk about wheel number one, two, three, four. Okay? So number one, this is the... The company. The company is the first thing that I look at when I evaluate an opportunity as to whether it's a real opportunity or not. So in other words, you know, as some of you know my story that that I've been involved in, you know, several several companies. I think I was I lose track anyway, but anyway. It was about 11 companies that I went through before I landed on my last, but I can tell you that the majority of those 11 are gone. I was the number one distributor, number one income earner in companies that no longer exist. Yeah! Give a pin for that. Give a trophy for that. Bring the boy across the stage, you know, let's Hey, let's put them on the front cover of the who's who, you know, in, 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 in business, you know. No, there are no honors. There's no glory in being the number one income earner. I hear people brag about this stuff all the time. Yeah, I was the number one distributor, number one income earner. Yeah, but uh, the company, it's not, it's not in business anymore. See, what good is that? <laughs> Doesn't matter. In other words, it was a failure. And the choice that you made was a fail was a failed choice. So that's the thing that I look at. There's no glory in that. Yeah, sure, I had some interesting experiences in those in that company, and while I lasted, it was great. Hey, I think that's Arthur. Well, my ratings just went up. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, there's no glory in that, um, and uh, and a lot of people are damaged. So, so again, uh, it'd be much better to be a six-figure earner in a company that's still around after 20 years than being a seven-figure earner in a company that only lasted a year. And I can think of some companies right now that I, I don't think they'll be here by the end of the year. And they're really growing really well. But they're going to lack some of the things that I'm talking about here. So what can we do when we, when we check out a company? Let's just say that, uh, again, we're going, we're going at it uh, uh, 
with basically two approaches here. One that you're looking for a company or one that you feel like you're in the right company, then you also need to know how to sell what I'm talking about here to your prospects. Because once they feel, if all four tires are in place, the four criteria, if that's in place, then, uh, then they're gonna feel safe. They're gonna feel secure. They're gonna feel like whatever they do, that it's, it's gonna be around. It's a good choice. So that's really important because people have that in the back of their mind is, is, you know, is this thing gonna be around? You know, can I count on that? So the first thing we do is we look at the company. How do you look at a company, okay? First of all, look at the owners. I say owners, plural. There might be one owner. If there's one owner, there's one owner. I find that if there's multiple owners, that's gonna be very problematic. I mean, look at the Beatles, right? There were four of them. Where's the Beatles today, right? Okay, well, two of them are dead, but I'm talking about before that, when they did break up. When they were together, they were so great. They were so great. And, and if they would have stayed together, I don't know how many other albums they would have wrote that would have been just platinum albums that we'd all be singing their songs, but they just couldn't keep it together, right? And that's really common, not only with bands, but that's problematic with companies. People, that sometimes they get in lawsuits and all that, and then there's all the gossip going on in the company with the leaders about who's doing what, who's right, who's wrong, and it's nothing but negative consternation that's going on in, in, you know, in, in a company and in your team. So, but let's just say it, you, that it's down to one owner, then what we need to do is check out the owner. You know, does this owner have any dirt? Has he ever had companies that he had in the past and they crashed and burned and the lives of so many people and families around the world were damaged? Good case in point, a few years ago, you might remember Vima, right? Vima, yeah. They were thriving, they were blowing, going, uh, everything, and then all of a sudden, uh, they did some stupid things that the owner knew about. Matter of fact, he got letters about it, uh, warnings from the FTC, did not take the necessary actions, and then they came in with guns into their headquarters, they freeze their bank accounts, uh, sued some of the top earners. Uh, the company was shut down and families all around the world were affected by this. In other words, their businesses went up in smoke. Went up in smoke all in one day. Just imagine that. And, and so, yeah, he, you know, he went to court, did all those things, but by the time all that finally got settled, by that time all the damage was done, and so all those people lost everything. They lost everything. Guess what? That same guy started another company shortly after. And I remember it was announced in Business for Home magazine. I like Ted, but I would not have put this in Business for Home. I would not. Because to me, it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. Now, you can forgive the person maybe, but you cannot, um, unforgivable in the sense that you don't, you don't ever uh, allow a person space exposure uh, to your website or your online magazine to promote his next company after all those people. And then his answer is, oh, well, I didn't know the FTC required that. Wait, 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 you're at the helm of the ship, you're the owner of the company, and you don't know? 
No, you have to know. Yeah. And in the case of that company, the, the, what really got them in trouble was they knew that their leaders were going on campuses and universities telling students, hey, you don't need education, you don't need education. Our leaders are flying Learjets, Learjets, yeah, we, and Ferraris, man, they got freaking Ferraris they're driving, you don't need education. And those kids were taking their parents' uh, credit cards and they were buying these large package buy-ins. Parents were upset, calling the school. Uh, the school was upset, the university was upset, calling uh, uh, the uh, attorney general. Yeah, the attorney general does what? <laughs> Gets a hold of the FTC. Hey, we got a, some kind of pyramid scheme going on in the university here. You know, these people are coming here telling our students they don't need education. And an owner allows that? No, no. And then he starts another company and is promoted in business for home. You know, I made the comment. I did. I, I was the only leader that spoke up. I don't know why I had to be the only leader, but when I saw the article, uh, it allows you to comment. And I, and I made the comment, who would be the fool to join him? Who would be the fool to join him? Really? And uh, matter of fact, Ted said, well, that's very surprising coming from someone like you. And I said, oh, really? Well, let me see. Look at all the lives that were damaged. All the lives. All those families that had incomes in this company and all that was damaged because he allowed these things to go on. And he was warned. He was warned. And he chose to ignore it. And then look at the damage that's done. And, then, and, and that's the thing, friends. I'm going to tell you, you know, so that's one of the things that I'm really big about. Uh, that I've been through the uh, this situation. And you never know sometimes when you have to find another company. So that's the reason why this, this live might have value for you. Because later on, you might be looking for one. But if you're not looking for one, and you feel, again, you feel like you are where you're supposed to be, it's all the more reason to pay attention. Because these are the very things that you have to sell. And that's the four tires. That's the four wheels of success, okay? You gotta have that in place or your opportunity will be smoke. It won't last. It will not last. So hopefully you're in a, in a good place. I find that many, many network marketing companies are solid companies out there. So, but going on with that. So then how do we check out some of these owners? We need to just check their history, check their history. I remember one time I had a friend call me, wanted me to uh, you know, ask me about a company and, and, and I remember when I Googled the name of the owner, it immediately came up that they, they first of all, they had no network marketing administrative management experience, okay? No management experience in running a network marketing company. I'm going to tell you, you don't want me running a network marketing company. You don't. I'm a promoter. That's what I do. Now, my father was great at running a company. Me, no way. No way. That would not be me. But, you know, some people say, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so uh, uh, is the one who owns the company. Oh, man, he's been a top leader in other companies, really knows how to really build. And, oh, yeah, sure, I understand he knows how to build. What does he know about running a company? What does he know about being compliant with the FTC? What about all that? Or look at the struggles that Herbalife went through. And, and it's about the same time that what happened to Vima a few years ago happened to Herbalife. And then the company... And here, this is a, this, <laughs> and again, companies change their presidents and CEOs. They do. They change their corporate leadership. But then you look at that, 
And then they make deals with the FTC that absolutely damaged all their American distributors. Bad decisions. You don't have a network marketing model if you're in Herbalife in the United States. What you've got is a direct sell selling model. And the only thing you can have in this country are customers. Now, if you're in Malaysia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Taiwan, yep, you can do both. You can have the network marketing model and the direct sales, all that. But those were the choices they made. So the thing about it is, when you look at a company, start doing some research. Who are these people? Where are they from? What are their names? Don't just go by whatever somebody's telling you because many times they lie or they repeat information that is a lie. <laughs> they just don't know it's a lie, okay? They're not a bad person. They just haven't done the homework. They, it's the, you know, they just assume everything that they've been told is correct. So that's the thing. So check it out. And if somebody says, and look at, look at a company like Monavi. Monavi, another perfect example. Here, uh, you know, there is some, you know, I think they have, what, three owners in that company, uh, if I'm correct. And then they, they sold the company out, took their money, ran. Took their money, ran. Then one of the, the main guy, uh, it's not important to mention his name, but the main guy starts another company. And I thought, well, who would be the fool to join? Who would be the fool to join with that guy? He's just going to sell you again. I mean, where's Monavie today? It's gone for the most part. Now, some will say, well, yeah, but it's Jeunesse now. It's Jeunesse. Yeah, okay, bye. All right, that's fine. But, but a lot of those people in Montevi, it, it didn't work out. There was a lot of damage done. But I'm just saying, you want stable corporate leadership, not people who are using you to grow a company to a certain size and then sell it. And that's what happened to me. It happened to me back in... Uh, Matter of fact, in, in, in 1993, you know my junk truck story. And, uh, and so what happened was that that was a great six-year run, and then the CEO, uh, Ken Brailsford, uh, sold the company. Sold the company. And the new owners came in and absolutely ruined it. Ruined our income, ruined our check, everything that we worked for. Okay, we moved on. That's fine. But guess what? Later, he starts another company. And uh, that company's not doing good right now. So, so the thing about it is, um, you know, when you have people that have short agendas, selfish agendas, personal agendas, you need to stay away from people like that. And so you have to do the homework and just understand that, the, that they affect your business. I don't care how talented you are. You could be the greatest speaker on stage. You can do the greatest Facebook Lives. You can be the greatest trainer you, you know, out there in network marketing. You're the bomb, man. But I'll tell you what, these people will affect everything you do. And that's why I start with, on the first wheels, the company. Who are the people? And, and success formula, just remember your P's. Your P's. Your P's. And that is the people, the product, the plan, the people. That's your upline, the people that you chose to go in business with, the people you chose to make rich. <laughs> 
the people that you chose to, you know, you're going to go out there and make them a lot of money. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to cover that. But you got to know the people in the company. Here's the second part of that criteria. And that is the product. The product. There's a product out there right now that everybody's going crazy for. You probably know what I'm talking about. Out of respect to some of you that are on the call that promote it. And I think it's a great product. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. I think it's a great product. Um, but the, here's the problem with that. The problem with it is everybody's got that product. Every you know, there's going to be all these network marketing companies carrying that product. And, and then they're going to get it down to the source, where the product came from, which state it came from, or did it come from China? Does, it probably has pesticides in it, you know, things like that. Or you can get it on Amazon for $20 cheaper a bottle. Or, or, or there's an analysis sheet that comes with that product, okay? We have the analysis sheet. Do you have the analysis sheet? Your product is garbage. Our product is the best, you know. Those are the kind of wars I don't want to get into. I made a decision decades ago, two decades ago, not to get involved in commodity wars. And that's what I call them, commodity wars, commodity products. So again, if the product is a product that you can find with this company, that company, this company, that company, you can go down to GNC and get it. You can go to Amazon, man, they'll have it delivered right to your door in two days. It's going to be very hard for you to build a very solid residual income that's going to pay you for decades of time. And, and that's a fact. And that's a fact. So that's another thing that I look at is the product. Now, here's one thing you've got to look at. And that is, has the company that you're looking at, have they been served any letters from the FDA about their product? You can research that. You can research. I've got a I've got a friend that's a, a, a top leader in one company, and uh, and and rocking it out, killing it. But it was pointed out to me by a a, a very highly reputable PhD. <laughs> he sent me an email with a with a FDA link to the letter that that company was sent, uh, and I couldn't believe the violations. I couldn't believe the violations. I mean, it was a very lengthy. The FDA can walk into a company anytime and say, hey, we're going to look at your stuff. Take the products away, have it analyzed, see what's in it, things like that. They can do that anytime they want. And, and again, if, if uh, and, and I want to make mention of this, going back to this for a second. If the company address on the back of the product is a sweet number, there's a good chance you're going to be screwed. I'm just telling you straight. I would be so freaking nervous if all I saw was a sweet number. But a lot of guys, I mean, I'm telling you, it was. I, I've seen this so many times in my lifetime of 40 years of doing network marketing that they'll have another company make the product. They have places that do that. They'll say, well, I, I need a weight loss product. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's throw in enough caffeine because we want to get them buzzed, you know, and some green tea on top of it. Put some... Garcinia Cambogia in that too, and uh, whatever else. You know, because we're going to light them up, you know. <laughs> anyway, these companies will make these products. But I'm saying the FDA can, that, that's it. And so this one company, they, they walked in, pulled their stuff, had it analyzed, then sent them a letter, and I read the violations. I, I was shocked. You know, one of the first violations was you got contaminants in your product. 
contaminants. Well, let me see, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, so wherever this product was, you know, encapsulized, where they, you know, where they put it in the capsules, I don't know, maybe there's guys back there that do that. They forgot to wash their hands, I don't know. They might have been using the restroom. Who knows what, what that means, contaminants. It could be arsenic in it. There could be many things in that, but contaminants. And then the other one, uh, what was the other violation? The other violation was, uh, oh yeah, you cannot combine caffeine with this ingredient because of what it'll do to the human heart, what it'll do to the person that's consuming it. Violations. Now, would that be concerning to you? If you were checking out a company and you, you, you're looking at their product now and then you found that they got letters from the FDA regarding their products, what does that mean? What can the FDA do? They can shut it down. They can walk right in. They can shut it down, freeze bank accounts. They can do the same thing the FTC can do. Matter of fact, they'll call the FTC and say, hey, you wanna go have fun today? We're gonna bust a network marketing company. Man, they got hundreds and hundreds of men. And I'm gonna tell you, there's companies out there. Um, you know, this is another thing that I, that I see too, and this is a, a great cause of concern, is talking about product now, talking about product, when I start seeing weight loss patches, that is, a, I'm gonna tell you, a patch is a, is a medical device. Hang on, I gotta put some power on this thing. Hang on, and then I'm gonna tell you what I think about that. And there we go. Now we are okay. But let me check it to be sure. Yeah, we're okay. So a patch is a medical device. I have seen over the last three decades different weight loss companies come out with patches. And here's what, here's what the FDA will do. They don't bust them right away. They don't do that. They wait until they get a lot of money. I mean, we're talking about many, many hundreds of millions of dollars in their bank accounts, and that's when they go in. They don't go in when they're just doing, you know, 50000 in a month, $100,000 a month, 500000 That's not money. That's not money, but they'll watch them. But here's, here's their view of it. A, med, a patch is a medical device. If it's transdermal, meaning it gets into the bloodstream, uh-uh. That has to be done by a prescription by a doctor. You could say that, well, there's a company out there, nobody's bothered them. Nobody's bothered them yet. Get ready, it's gonna rain fire. It's only a matter of time. And I've seen this every time a patch company has come out. Some people think it's a new thing. No, it's not a new thing. They're, they're inexperienced. They just haven't been around, you know, the last few decades looking at these companies that have launched with weight loss patches and all that and, and seeing what's happened. They get busted, at not, not once in a while, every time. So again, that would be concerning to me. If, if, if I saw something like that and I was looking at a company like that, that had that. So again, you can check that out about the product. Uh, again, is it, a, is it a commodity? Is it a commodity? If it's a commodity, it's gonna hard to keep people loyal. People are too fluid. They're gonna move around and it, you're not gonna keep them loyal because the price will become an issue or people that they wanted to get in the business but they got on Amazon and found out they could get a lot cheaper. Here's the other issue. Yes, and I just said that, Amazon. 
Does the company allow distributors to sell the product for wholesale uh, on Amazon? How can you compete? It, let's say you're in the United States and you're trying to build a business in the United States. How do you compete against Amazon? So you're in your XYZ network marketing company, let's say, or the one you're thinking about joining, and, and uh, you know, your company, uh, when people buy products, uh, let's say you sign them up or you're trying to get a customer to go on your, your page on their website, buy product, they're gonna charge shipping, but they find out they can go to Amazon, get the same product, and not have to pay shipping. Mmm, that's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one. And it's very hard to build a team. If, as long as Amazon's got a better deal, you're screwed. As long as Amazon's got a better deal, why should they sign up with you? As long as Amazon's got a better deal, why should they buy from you? That's a problem. And if a company doesn't take issue with that, these people, they're the wrong people. They're not leaders. They're not leaders. So that's something to think about. And then, too, it's even worse. Sometimes you'll see people, they'll get on there and they're selling under wholesale. Not only is it free shipping, it's cheaper. <laughs> so, and then companies will say, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to, oh, yes, you can. There is technology out there so that every distributor, every person who purchases from a company, they can have barcodes on all their bottles, on all their packaging. They can find out uh, who bought that product. So if they're underselling on Amazon, all the company has to do is purchase that product, scan it, and they'll know who the person is, terminate them. You know? But, but again, if, you, if you're looking at a company, and this is what people will do. For those of you that say, well, I'm in the right company, Jeff, I really am. I'm, I think it's great, and I think there's a lot of solid companies out there. But what I'm saying is, though, do this tonight. Why don't you go to Amazon? Why don't you uh, find out about your own company's products, put your, the name of your product, whatever that is, in Amazon and see what comes up? Is there, does Amazon have a better deal? I remember somebody told me that they, not too long ago, they were doing a, a opportunity meeting. And in the opportunity meeting, they started talking about uh, the products and how great the product was and why the very basis of this opportunity is in fact that product. And this is right in the middle of the meeting and a man stood up and he's looking at his phone. He said, oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm right at Amazon right now. How much is your lead, that product you're talking about? Oh my gosh, I can get that $20 cheaper on Amazon. Killed the meeting. Killed the meeting. Totally killed it. So, these are questions that you, you know, here's the thing. If you don't know to ask the questions, you don't know to ask the questions. And these are things that you have to look at because guess what? You're going to deal with it later on whether you re realize it or not. You are going to deal with these issues. So, again, product. Is it a commodity product? If it is, you're not going to keep people loyal. Number two, and, and if it's not. And what do I mean by not a commodity? In other words, you got something that's really unique, it's different, it, it has value, uh, it has public appeal to it. If you got that, great, it's awesome. But if it's a commodity and it's gonna be, and you know, if it's, if it's just another shake, 
you know, it's tough. It's tough. If it's commodity and then if it's, have you checked to see if the FDA has served letters on, your, on this company about their products? Are there violations? Are there things to be concerned about there? Amazon. How do you, do with, how do you deal with Amazon? Do, are there problems with Amazon? Is Amazon going to compete against your business? And the company doesn't, those companies, sometimes they don't care. Because either way, it doesn't matter. The company makes money, right? Then that's the thing. So what's the next one? Third, compensation plan. Compensation plan. So that's the third piece. So we talked about people. The next P is the product. The next P is the plan. These are the four P's. The four P's. The compensation plan. So is the compensation plan a plan for the many or is it a plan for the few? I mean, here's one good acid test you can give it. A very good one and I find this very effective. You can study plans. Somebody might tell you, oh man, this compensation plan, they got 20 different ways, 20 different ways to make money. And they're gonna go right down the list on 20 ways do you gonna make money. And I'll, let me tell you, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, understand this, that companies can only afford to pay out so much. And I'm telling you, if, if, you're, if you're hitting between, somewhere between 50 to 60%, that's about it. But when people want to talk about, oh, our compensation plan pays out more money than any other compensation plan out there, and all this hype, all this mumbo jumbo, let me tell you, at the end of the day, they can't. If they're gonna stay in business, they have employees, they have buildings, if they're a real solid company, and they actually do research on their own products, if they can afford PhD research scientists, you know, people that are in their own labs or do what they do, uh, I mean, they have to, you know, they might outsource some of that, but I'm talking about if they really spend money on their, it's, it, it's very costly to be in business, very costly. So that these companies, legitimate, solid companies, can only afford to pay between 50 to 60%, and that's a fact. So the thing is, you'll hear all this hype, and that's all it is, is hype. Here's the acid test, and, 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 I've, and I've always used this. And is that when someone asks me about, well, you know, what, what about your compensation plan? I said, well, I, I could tell you a lot of things, but really it doesn't matter. I could go over the compensation plan and talk about all the, the you know, just the, the things that are the most, you know, the highlights of it. What's so great about it? What's so powerful about it? Maybe the, maybe the levels, maybe the generations, maybe the infinities, maybe the bonus pools. I can go through all that stuff. And all of your plans, all of you leaders out there that have those in your own compensation, doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a thing to the prospect either. At the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. What's the pudding? Go to Google. <laughs> and by the way, do that on your company too. The owners, go to Mr. Google. If, you, if you're wondering, well, how do I find out about these? Well, it's hard to hide from Google. It's hard to hide. But go to Google. And type, uh, type in your company name, and next to that put income disclosure, let's just say 2017. 
because 2018, the data may not be, uh, you know, they may not have that ready yet, right? So 2017, income disclosure 2017. If a company does not provide income disclosure per rank position, each rank position should pay out annually X amount of dollars, monthly X amount of dollars. If it doesn't provide that information, don't believe a word they say. Don't believe a word they say. They, they can hype that comp plan all they want. There's a lot that, you know, you know, I'm not an expert on compensation plans, but I'll tell you what, uh, I, you know, I've looked at different companies out there and, and there are good companies out there and good companies will have income disclosure um, per rank position published. And if you go to that and you see that and you like those numbers and you see that even in the lowest ranks, people are making very good money at the lowest ranks. And then if you decide to make a career and you see the top position is paying very good money at the top position, great, awesome. I like the fact that they're very transparent. They're very honest about it. And keep in mind, those are probably averages. So maybe the people that you are talking to have a team that's above average. You know, I like to think my, my team is. Matter of fact, I know it is. But the thing is, that's what you need to look for, is that income disclosure. So again, if you're in the right company and everything is great, that, you know, and we're talking about now, and we talked about the four wheels, that these four things have to be in place for you to have a vehicle of opportunity that is gonna last and pay you for decades of time. Each one, each wheel represents these what I'm talking about here. The first one is the company, the product, the compensation plan. And so with that compensation plan, those are the things that you need to look at. You need to look at the proof that is in the pudding. The pudding is in the income disclosure. Look at that and, see, and pay attention to those early rank positions, those like rank one, rank two. Let's say they got seven ranks, seven rank positions in the company. Well, what are the first three like? You know, what, you know, and how are those people doing? And if you start seeing <clears throat> some really good averages there, that's a good sign that that's a good compensation plan. And that's all I want to say on that. Now, yeah, I can say that, you know, because everyone's got different opinions on, on what kind of compensation plan they want. Some people, you know, they, they think, well, I want to work a binary because binaries pay fast. Binaries pay big money. No, that's not true at all. Let me tell you something. They pay, that's what they do. But generally binaries, statistically, will pay in the low 50s, okay? And if, you know, USANA, USANA is one of the, I think was one of the first binaries out there, I could be wrong on that, but that's the longest, that company's gone probably longer, that is, they are statistically, I believe, the longest binary out there, and they're a publicly traded, uh, traded company and they pay in the low 30s in the low 30s so when I hear the hype that it's because it's binary you're gonna make a lot of money and no 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 see Yasana has to publish their their numbers what they pay to distributors because they're a publicly traded company 
Okay, other companies, they may hush-hush about it. So again, if you go to the income disclosure, you're going to see, you know, and if they don't publish it, don't believe a word they say, I wouldn't give it the time of day. But either way, I want you to understand, don't be deceived by compensation plans. Because binaries are just what they are. They're right, you got two legs, you're here. The idea is that you've got two legs here and you build... Now, some people will tell you that, oh, we're going to come down one side, we're going to build one side for you, one side for you, you only have to do this side. I used to do binary compensation plans. Um, before my last company I joined 20 years ago, I did like five binaries in a row, okay? So they used to call me the binary king. I, I, I would literally bring a team in a company and break them in a short period of time break them financially because they, the owners were not smart. I was a builder. I, you know, that's it. I just did what I'm supposed to do. In one company, they came to me and said, your binary team is too big. We got to split it. Can you imagine the owners coming to me saying my team is too big? Too big. That's the problem. It's too big. You know, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter either way, whether your work is this way, building, building, building and they cap binaries they'll cap the business center they cap the income what do you have to do you have to drop down somewhere start all over again build out a new position so they, they want you to believe oh just sponsor a few people man you're gonna make all kinds of money it's lies it's lies I can tell you I was very good at binaries but a lot of the people in my downline were not good they were not good builders at the end of the day, you got to build, you got to sponsor, you got to build, you got to sponsor. It's endless the amount of people that you have to put in a plan like that. The same is true with unilevels. So, if unilevels, if you just go across here, let's say, you're doing the same work. They're going linear, you're going horizontal. What does it matter? Either way, you're doing the work, right? But what I'm saying, I'm not saying if you're in a binary company, that's wrong. I'm, and I'm not saying if you're looking at a, uh, at a company that has a binary compensation plan, that's wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't buy into the deception that somebody's going to build one side for you and you don't have to do, you just got to do the other side. I couldn't tell you how many times, even I, you know, back years, many years ago, people would say that to me. And they never keep their promises. They never keep their, they were just using me because they had another side that was going and they would say anything to get this, this other side they needed to get going because they had to have balance out their legs in order to make money. And it, it was crazy. But what I'm saying is don't think that binaries are easy. Number one, they're not. Number two, don't think binaries pay out more money. They don't, they don't. And it's a fact. So uh, what about unilevel generational plans? They've been around for, gosh, you know, half a century. So since the Amway days. So it is a fact that when you look at uh, some of the richest people in network marketing, they are people that work generational plans. That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, uh, so, but the thing is, what I want you to do is look at the income disclosure, um, you know, on the on Google, go to Mr. Google, type in the company name, income disclosure, put 2017, and if you see this video years from now, the previous year, use the previous year, 
and then see what comes up per rank position, annual income, what also what it pays out monthly, of course. And then ask and look at the first, you know, like first three rank levels and ask yourself, is that good money? And if you're happy with that kind of money, that's great. I looked at one company that is doing actually very, very well, very, very well, because a lady was asking me to look at it, and I, I just did some quick research, and that was one of the first things I did was income disclosure, and on that company, it said that the top position only paid $400,000 a year, and I thought, that sucks. That sucks. So this company's got a problem if their leaders become millionaires. I mean, well, if you stay in it long enough, I guess you, I'm talking about making a million dollars a year. Anyway, so that company did publish it. They were transparent, they were honest. Matter of fact, I talked to a, a, a leader that was in that uh, company. She left that company. Good friend of mine, very good friend of mine. And she told the uh, company owner, well, I wanna be a millionaire. And the company owner's response was, not in this company, you, you won't be. You will not be a millionaire in this company. <laughs> Man, I, that's all I needed to hear. I would have hit the door really fast. So uh, the, these owners, some of these owners can be absolute jerks. You go and you make them wealthy, and then they have a hard, hard time if you're successful. See, again, that's culture. You have to look at that. And then sometimes when you look at, I, I looked at one uh, video of a, a, another good friend of mine. She's, uh, she's top leader in that company. And her organization does 95% of the business. And, uh, and yet, uh, she's not even in the video. She's not in the video. She's made this company wealthy as can be, so wealthy, and she's not in the video. Where the heck is the gratitude? Where's the culture? So if I was a person that was looking at a company and, and, that, and, and, and investigating it, that you know whatever the company's promo video is, I would take a look at that. And then I'd ask myself, if I saw something like that, if I saw that kind of a, a, a disconnect, I would think, uh-uh, the culture's wrong. See, there, when, you, when, we, when we line up our questions and we learn from the past, we have a good judgment on what is good, and there is good, and there are a lot of good companies out there. So, the fourth is the team, the team, that's the people down here. Remember that your four P's, people, product, plan, people, okay, team. So the team, that is the people that are going, the person that is, uh, you're, you're gonna be sponsored by. So is that person really dedicated to your success? I'm not saying that they're gonna build it for you, they shouldn't. I'm not saying that they gotta remind you of your goals, they shouldn't. What I'm saying is, do they do what's reasonable of what a sponsor should do? Help you, maybe do calls with you, three-way calls with you, take time to explain things with you, support you, uh, you have their phone number, uh, you can actually talk to them on a phone. I mean, some people got it down to just, you know, just this. I mean, just a Facebook messenger. They don't talk. They just, you know, oh, yeah, I'm busy tonight. You know, I, I just uh, downloaded an iTunes movie. You know, I'm checking it out. But 
Try to catch me later in the week, okay? Nice talking to you. <laughs> you know, again, you heard me say this in the past. I remember one time, and this was back in, uh, yeah, it was back in uh, January 1993. I was looking for a company. And I, I, back then, network marketers uh, put a lot of ads in USA Today. That was the thing they did back then. Now it's Facebook, right? So, but back then, that's what they did. And said, I, I, I answered 100 ads, and out of 100 ads, <clears throat> 10 sent me information. Out of 10, none of them followed up. And the, one, and, one of the, and the one company I decided out of that 10, she had her application in there, already filled out with her sponsor information, signed. All I had to do is fill my stuff in and send it off. But she's going to be my sponsor, but she never called me. And I gave her one week. She never called me, never followed up with me. I ended up calling that company. I signed up with the number one income earner of that company. I said, you will not be my sponsor. If you can't follow up with me, then you, what else can you not do? What else will you not do? You won't be there to support me. So people, the people or the team, number one, your sponsor, you know, uh, you have every right to make sure when you're checking out a company that you choose a very good sponsor. Somebody is, again, they're not gonna build it for you. They're gonna build it with you. They're gonna be there, they're gonna support you. Very important. Also, other things you need to look for. Um, again, if they, they should give you their phone number. If you can't talk to them on a phone, you don't need them. You don't need them. Let me tell you, all of this great technology uh, that we have, at the end of the day, <laughs> it never replaces the individual. The most important part of what we do is the individual. And if that person who wants to, wants you to go out and make them a fortune, they better have their phone number uh, that they give to you that you can reach them or Facebook Messenger. I'm not saying that they have to be on call 24 seven, like they're a paramedic, like they're a fireman. I'm not saying anything, I'm not saying that. I, I, I'm certain all of you would respect anybody's uh, you know, boundaries and time with their families and things like that. But I'm talking about the reasonable things that we should see in a sponsor. You know, doing, you know, answering questions, um, giving you guidance, doing three-way calls, things like that. Uh, being a friend, you know, things like that. That's very important. But also, is the team that you're gonna be with, are they progressive? Are they ultra-traditional? It's only home parties. It's only doing meetings in hotels or public buildings or things like that. Uh, we don't do the Facebook thing. Uh, we don't do LinkedIn. We don't do Instagram. We don't do Facebook lives. We don't do Facebook groups. Uh, if they don't do those things, wrong team. Don't join with that team. That's a very important part. That's the number four tire, the number four wheel in this, this vehicle of opportunity that, that you wanna create massive wealth in you better be very strong in these areas and they need to be strong in these areas. They need to have a presentation video that you can, you know, a nice short one, nice short one, a good one, that you can message that, send out a link to somebody, be right in front of your computer or have them in front of their computer ready to put them in. You need to have the tools, the Facebook groups, all that needs to be in place. They need to be progressive leaders embracing technology, not resisting it, embracing social media, not resisting it. And, 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 and so if they have those things in place, 
And keep in mind, 80% of your workforce in network marketing are women. Are women. And that, therefore, your methods must be suited well for a woman who many times today has children, they have family responsibilities. She's not going to run out and do home parties all the time. She's not going to run out and do presentations all the time. She's not going to run out and go to meetings all the time, okay? It's not about going to church. When it comes to prospecting and sponsoring in network marketing, your business should never be dependent on a meeting. Never, ever. A system that we have, and this is what we have to do, is that you want yourself to be system dependent, not people dependent. That someone else has got to do the presentation or you know, things like that. So again, does that team have that in place where they have a system that you can use and you can build a business and never leave your driveway? I did this 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I never left my driveway. And I got on my phone and I had a list and guess what? In 90 days, I had 800 people in my team. I didn't bring a downline over. Nothing like that. I had to start from ground zero. And with a list, busting my butt, in 90 days I had 800 people in my team. Can you do that today with that team? Are they progressive? If not, it's not going to work out. So here's the thing. So now you, if uh, these are the four tires, the four wheels, the four wheels that you have to have on your vehicle of Success, success, that's it, right? Okay, so the first wheel is company. Who are these people? Two, the product, is it a commodity? Has the FDA served them any letters? Are there contaminants in it? Oh my God, okay, can, it get, can you get it cheaper on Amazon? Is Amazon gonna be your competition? Number three. Compensation plan. Okay, is it a plan for the many or a, plan, or a plan for the few? Are you just gonna be used to make a lot of people money? Go look at the income disclosure. Type it in Mr. Google. Yes, the name of the company and income disclosure, 2017. Check it out per rank position. What's it telling you? If they don't have that, then don't join them. Uh, three, compensation plan. Uh, wait, I just said that. Yeah, products compensation for team. There we go. Sorry, team. There we go, team. And so they got to be progressive. They got to be progressive. And if they're progressive, and they use online tools, social media, things like that, and they support you in that way with Facebook groups, that's a good deal, man. Uh, that's that's a. That's a great way. And, and, and if they do venue meetings, that's fine too. That's fine too. I find that at venue meetings, you still, part of the presentation needs to be that you have all these great online tools and Facebook groups and people that have attended that meeting know that so that when they go back home, they, 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 they have all that at their disposal to build a business. So I hope that was helpful to, to you tonight. And um, yes, for those of you that are not Patriot fans, I apologize. I mean, you know, I am, but uh, I, I just put this shirt on today because it was chilly and, and I didn't, uh, and when I started this, I thought, oh, still got my Patriot shirt on. 
And no, I wasn't too crazy about that game either. No, I, I would have rather seen them play uh, whatever team you think, but I'm just saying the Saints, that would have been great. I would have rather seen that, but that's okay. There will be another Super Bowl, right? The main thing is build a team, build a team that, you know, follows, you know, it's based on that. It's based on that. A very solid, uh, you know, opportunity that you have that to offer people. Build it on that. And build a team that, that you selectively seek out and sponsor people that really want to be progressive in their life. Progressive in terms of how they make money. Progressive in that they're open to other opportunities and things like that. So they might have a career going, but you know, they know how to chew gum and, and ride a bike at the same time. They, had a, they know how to multitask, uh, but they like, and you'll find that those people will get more done than people who have all the, all the time in the world. So if you build a, a very solid team of people who are very driven, and you'll go to the Super Bowl too, see? Your own Super Bowl, that's the thing. So I hope that, the, the, again, for those of you that caught this call now, here's we're talking about if you're looking for a company, these are the four things that need to be in place that are just like the four tires of a car. And if you blow out a tire, it's not gonna work. You're gonna struggle. You got two tires that are out, maybe you got a good product, but the company's no good. Maybe the team, they don't have tools. How are you gonna, how are you gonna get there on two tires? It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work. See, that's part of the criteria. And, and people, they, they can ignore that. Go ahead and ignore it. You're gonna find out what I'm saying is true because you're gonna get in it and you're gonna be absolutely miserable and you're gonna wish you never did it later on. On the other hand, if you're in a company that has all four of these tires, all four of these wheels, they have that in place, and hopefully you're, you're, you're in that, but if you, if you find that company, then go for it. Then just put the throttle down and blast off because that's how you're gonna make money and that's how you're gonna get paid for decades of time. For those of you that caught this later, catch the replay on it. You'll want to hear the earlier information. It's very vital in the criteria of what you must have in place. These four principles uh, that you must have in place if you're going to be successful. If you want to make long-term money. I'm going to tell you that. I, I, like I said, I know some companies right now that I don't expect them. They're doing uh, well, but because of these things I just talked about, they're gonna be in trouble later down the road this year. So um, anyway, thanks for getting on tonight. For those of you in Asia, hey, uh, great, Brian, thank you. For those of you in Asia, have a great day. For those of you in North and South America, uh, have a good evening tonight with your family. Glad you made the live. How do you like my drum set, by the way? Nobody ever talks about my drum set. You know, I'm a drummer. That's you know one of the things I love to do. <laughs> I've had that set for 30, about 35 years. Can you believe that? That's a Tama set. And uh, yeah, birch shell, birch wood. I love beating those things, you know? And when some people say, well, what are you thinking about, Jeff, when you're beating those drums? Well, I'm thinking about all those people said I wouldn't make it in network marketing, and I see them on my heads, and I'm bah, bah, bah. <laughs> anyway, glad you made it tonight. 
Look forward to seeing you on the call tomorrow. Take care.